The Jay Garvin Show Home Mortgage Talk. Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Here on KRDO News Radio 105.5 FM and 1240 a.m. Now, here's Jay Garvin's. This segment is brought to you by Empire Title, Bill McAfee, your best of the best Colorado Springs 2013 gold winner. Another crazy weekend in Colorado. I am Jay Garvin's, and you've tuned into the Jay Garvin Show right here on Cardio News Radio, Home and Mortgage Talk. But I say crazy Colorado because over the last six months, I've done some pretty crazy shows concerning Colorado and Mother Nature and our weather conditions. But it is. Incredible to see all of the water that we've gotten. I'm blessed that we have water instead of fire, but moderation would be good. I did a series back in June where I got into uh, the wrath of Colorado, hail to Colorado, and all the different natural disasters. But if you're out there being affected by the floods of Colorado, mostly over the last two weeks, I pray that things would go well for you in your recovery it seems that all of the roofs in my neighborhood surrounding Ivywile and the Broadmoor and downtown are still being replaced for the hailstorms that hit us in the late spring. But neither here nor there, there is never a dull day, let alone a dull weekend in Colorado, not only because of our weather, but because of you, uh, hopefully because of this show. I make your life more exciting. If you've never heard my voice before, I am Jay. And I'm your friend. The phones are always open. I mean that in two separate ways. We've done live call-ins here, and they've done very, very well. But right now, as I take more of your calls and you're more comfortable, I am a host that takes my calls personally, and my number is 719-330-1457, Also, my website at jgarvins.com, that's garvins, G-A-R-V-E-N-S.com, covers the radio show. Or you can just simply go to radiomortgage.com, radiomortgage.com, just Google Radio Mortgage. This is radio, and I am mortgage. So those two things come together. I know I had to put a think tank together to kind of get what people would remember, and I think Radio Mortgage was something that came to me. Now, just to tell you the truth, that think tank was me and a very small frog in my pocket. And I'm not joking anymore when I say frog in my pocket. But I found a little tiny frog when I was in Wisconsin this last week, and uh, I actually kept him in my pocket. So he and I are the decision-making committee members at the Jay Garvin Show, also Garvin's Media Group. If you've never heard of your tuning into this show for the very first time, I also own Garvin's Mortgage Group. I'm a seasoned uh, mortgage broker. I'm actually a correspondent lender right now holding our own trade warehouse lines to fund mortgages. But I've been doing it for 14 years now, going on 15. I helped 4,500 people with my team through the loan process. Personally, I've spent more than 20,000 hours on 750 clients where I sign the application as the loan officer. Now, we have an amazing team of 10 individuals, Scott and Kay and Sean and Jeff and Joe and Vic and Ken and Tanya and now Matt 
And then, of course, Bruce, our accounting. Everybody comes together. The latest addition, the most important to me, is Heidi, our uh, executive assistant, my personal one. But all of us are bound together to help you in mortgage and in real estate and education. We have a very, very crystal clear mission statement at Garvin's Mortgage Group, the mortgage side of my companies, and that is we transparently lead people through the mortgage process, through education, diverse options, and customer service. And we do that locally here throughout the entire state of Colorado. And again, you just contact me at 330-1457, or go directly to our website at radiomortgage.com. But with that being said, I can't tell you how excited I am to spend the next two hours with you. If you're coming and going, you can always get a, uh archived copy of this show. And I'm going to announce the title here. Last week we did To Flip or Not to Flip. That is the question about investment properties and whether you should purchase and hold investment rental properties right now or purchase them and improve them and flip them back onto the market. And, of course, the second part series in that, the second hour in that was to buy or not to buy. That is the question. And any of the archive shows to include today, if you're listening on Sunday, there's an, an entire second hour of this show that will not air. And you just go on to uh, jgarvins.com, jgarvins.com, and you can get a copy of that. Or just reach out to me at 330-1457. But without further ado... I'm going to have Matt hit the uh, drum roll here, Matt, my radio producer, with today's title, The Law of Gravity, Part 1 and 2. The first hour is Money and Budgets, and the title of that show really is the fact that everything we speak about here at the Jay Garvin Show, you and I, the dialogue we build for all of the regular listeners, Steve Harris, Tim Lee, Jane, Bill, Ron, Andy, the list goes on and on and on. There's thousands of you out there and hundreds that are regular listeners that call me, and I appreciate your feedback. But whether I did uh, a show in the early spring that uh, in May, Mama Knows Best, Good Buying Decisions, whether it's Coming Home, about buying homes, whether it's uh, the story of buying a home, whether it's the title I just said, to flip or not to flip, whether it's uh, the rich and poor, the young and the old, and the timid and the bold. No matter what show we have, even demographics, when I talk a lot about demographics and the buying habits of the millennials versus the Gen Xers versus the baby boomers versus the uh, silent generation and the very last of the great generation, it all comes down to money. This is basically a money show. I am basically an educational guy. I'm a storyteller. Many of you know that. I work very hard to get my stories in writing. I'm going to talk as I go into the uh, housekeeping about some of the books that I've read and I'm getting some of my thoughts in writing as well. But everything comes down to money and it is the law of gravity. And you know, this is a law that comes from Newton. I always go to Wikipedia, if you're listening. Newton's Law of Universal Gravitation states that any two bodies in the universe attract each other with a force that is directly proportional to the product and the mass, inversely proportional to the square and the distance between them. 
and blah, 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 what that means. You go onto a roof. It doesn't matter whether you believe in gravity or not. You are either going to benefit or suffer from the law. And this is the law of gravity. See, it's a law. If you put an apple, like Newton did, out on the edge of a building, and he lets it go and it falls, that's something that we take for granted. And because it happens consistently and there is proof behind it, we call it a law. It's not the theory of gravity. It doesn't matter what you argue till you're blue in the face at the edge of the building about gravity. You will have to pay the price of gravity if you step out in disbelief. It's a law. And also, the law of gravity comes down to everything in your life, and much of it on this show comes down to the reality and the existence and the benefit and the consequence and the laws of reality with money. So we're going to talk about that today. I think it's an amazing subject in America because you don't need a degree to talk about money, and you pretty much know when a loser is talking about it. I like to refer to the statement that your actions are speaking so loudly, I can't hear your words. Or, I cannot hear your words because your actions speak so loudly. So look for people that speak loudly with their actions on money. I pray to God that I do. I'm going to spend the last couple minutes here in uh, housekeeping. housekeeping. I'm going to spend some time here in housekeeping and come back to the law of gravity part one. Housekeeping. Money and budget, but in housekeeping, it's very, very important. I've reminded you before in the last couple minutes of this segment that between now and October, I am going to spend a lot of time with you on the housekeeping segment about the Janet Yellen and the Federal Reserve updates. I stated again, in June they met, I believe the meeting was the 17th and 18th, and there was really no fanfare on the radar screen of the markets and everything that day. But in the notes and in the minutes of that meeting, that body made it very, very clear that on October 28th and 29th, I believe the dates are of 2014, there is going to be another meeting that they are going to announce further tapering of the mortgage-backed securities. I just want to tell you, from a housekeeping standpoint, you have to prepare now. You are a squirrel, and I'm telling you, please <laughs> gather nuts. Get your nuts together. Get your act together. Get your financial items in order, because there is going to be a significant change in the market. There's going to be a, a significant change in the wind of the economy. There's going to be a significant change to the interest rates. They're stating that they are going to propel upwards a lot. Right now, interest rates are absolutely phenomenal. If you are doing a conventional purchase or a refinance, you can call me at 330-1457. Conventional rates are at 4%, an eighth of a point one way or another. And government loans, FHA, VA, if you are renting and you want to purchase, you're going through a streamline. Government rates are at like 3.625, 3.75 at the highest, and we're covering that a lot in our new home buyer seminars. This next coming Tuesday, the 22nd at 6.30 p.m., call me at 330-1457, and I will help you get into our next military uh, buying seminar right exclusively at the USO and building 1225 on Fort Carson. And it is very, very important 
that you get educated and you get prepared. I can bring you through a myriad of refinance and purchase options between now and October when I see a shift in the market. If you go back through the archives, I can show you all of the predictions we successfully made, but I will continue this conversation. Don't go anywhere during the break, and I want you to call me at 330-1457 with any questions that you have, and we will continue on with the Law of Gravity, Part 1, Money and Budgets. You're listening to The Jay Garvin Show. We'll be back after the break. The Jay Garvin Show Home Mortgage Talk here on KRDO News Radio 105.5 FM and 1240 AM. We're back with our home mortgage Jedi, Jay Garvin's. And this segment is brought to you by Innovative Financial Management. Mike Cesari, a financial planner that you can trust. Thanks for staying tuned. I am Jay. You're listening to The Jay Garvin Show, and we have an exciting show uh, for you on the Law of Gravity, Money and Budgets, Part 1. We're going to hit Part 2 next, the Law of Gravity, in the trenches with your budget. But I went over on my housekeeping, and housekeeping. there that lovely lady is again knocking on the door. And it's so important for me to take this time to go through housekeeping, some of the things that are going on in your life and your budget in this community, and specifically the things that are going on with the Federal Reserve right now and the uh, stimulus from the government with the mortgage-backed securities and the tapering and everything like that, blah, blah, blah. You tune here to hear it first. But the bottom line is is that they, being the Federal Reserve and those individuals attached to that with the tentacles, of Janet Yellen are doing their best to taper and cut back the stimulus. That's a very, very good and essential thing. Japan has not been able to do that, and they have been absolutely addicted to government stimulus and the printing and creation of stimulus money packages since the early 90s. And now that they have a decreasing population trend, Japan is going to be forever and permanently stimulated on the economy because they haven't come off that stimulus ventilator. And it reminds me of a story which is tragic. One of my family members had a heart attack years ago and was in the hospital because they were alive by body but brain dead, so to say. And uh, the doctors came to us and stated, hey, I do not want to be the one to tell you, but this is a very, very difficult decision that you have to make as a family, because if you don't take your loved one off the ventilator now to see if they will survive on their own accord in the beating of their heart and the pumping of their lungs, then eventually the human body will adapt to the ventilators, and if you decide to take them off in a month or two months, they may stay in their vegetative state for 10 years or more with no quality of life for them or for you. And that's what's happened in Japan, where they refused to take the government stimulus away. 
And I commend Janet Yellen and the Federal Reserve for doing this. You don't know a lot about it, but I'm telling you about a train that's coming around the corner. The stock market is at an all-time high, hitting 17,100 this last week. And uh, there are not signs in the economy that show strength behind that. There's not numbers in employment that show strength before that. There's certainly not strength in the geopolitical events of what's happening on our southern border, what's happening now in Moscow with Putin, what's happening in Syria and Iran and Iraq with the ISIS, the uh, individual state of Iraq and Syria. There's not geopolitical strength. So why is the market, the Dow Jones market, so strong? Many middle-class Americans, we don't know about the market because we're not as heavily invested as the wealthy and the upper class. But why is it so strong? There's really two or three reasons, and you really need to take this to heart because it's going to be exactly what my Law of Gravity show is about. And number one is that there's government stimulus. There's government stimulus keeping the rate of the 10-year treasury and other borrowing machines historically low. You can borrow money at a historically low rate. This benefits business and it benefits the stock market. Now, many people would say the government is doing this to keep the economy going. That may be a secondary purpose, but it is a lie if anybody's telling you it's the primary purpose. The primary purpose for the government's stimulus and the government artificially keeping the treasury and bond markets low where money is determined lending-wise, and it's to keep the relative debt payment of our country low, which means if the debt rate is percent-wise down at 1% or 2%, the amount of debt we have looks proportionally smaller because the interest we pay on it is very minute. As soon as prime or the treasury rates go up, that means the amount and the interest rate and the percentage that we will pay on our debt as a country will skyrocket and engulf our financial monthly budget for a country. And that's exactly what I'm talking about today, money and your individual budget. And it applies the same rules, the same laws apply all the way up to your individual level, your family level, our community level as our city, Mayor Bach and uh, the President Keith King of the city council balance our budget all the way up to a state level with our governor, of course, to our congressional and national level. All these laws apply. So it's very, very important for you to understand, and the, the first thing that you can do is before October, if you're thinking of a purchase in the next six months, you absolutely want to give me a call at 330-1457. It doesn't matter if you're selling a house or buying a house, you want to give me a call and I can help you prepare, educate you on how to prepare for the adjustment in the market, the correction in the market, and the interest rates that are going to substantially increase, I would say, from the low fours all the way to the low to mid 5% range. You want to get your financial house in order, eliminate debt. If you've got any variable loans at all, they will start to adjust after this correction comes into place. You want to make sure that you don't have any variable loans that are coming due, any balloon loans that are coming due. And the biggest thing in housekeeping that you can avoid is any refinances or purchases with 
balloons. A 30-year fixed mortgage is at 4%, give or take, an eighth or a quarter of a point. A government fixed loan on a 30-year is 3.5, give or take, a quarter. If you're on a 20- or a 15-year mortgage, it is going to be 3%, give or take, period. If anybody is telling you about loans in the 2% range, they are talking about a variable, even if they're lying. And don't do it no matter what. I just had a client who was going to do a streamline with me and said, Jay, I've got a notice that says they're at 2.5%. And I said, Bert, right now, if you get into a variable loan on a historical low interest rate wise lowest it's been in our country's history or at least the last 40 years this three to four percent range you're an idiot because you're asking for that to adjust as our economy recovers in the 2017 to 2022 time frames and then you're going to be left standing with a loan that goes up considerably so you've got to get your financial house in order I really want to hit you also. The millennials, I commend you so much for preparing during this time. You want to start looking at your budgets between now and October. Congratulations to all the millennials coming out of school. You are going to want to look at your school debt and see how you're going to pay that back at what interest rate to lock it in. If you are a parent listening of a millennial, 85% of you are homeowners and you manage budgets, but you want to think about your children and your friends the millennials, the individuals that were born from 1981 to 2002 are the individuals to concern yourself with the most. Many of you are out getting jobs. I congratulate you. I can tell you that uh, in the next six months, as we come out of summer, it is going to be tougher and tougher to continue. But you want to prepare for this adjustment that's coming in October. And now with that being said, I want to jump right into the law of gravity. I went through Newton's law and the fact that it is a law that every point mass attracts every single other point mass by a force pointing along a line and intersecting both points. Now the law of gravity, which is F equals G M1 and M2 over R2, blah, 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 all this means is if you go to the edge of the building and you jump off, you are going to suffer the law of gravity. It's not a debate. It's not a theory. It's a law. And the same thing is with money. The law of gravity in dealing with most everything in your life, more than 80% of everything that you have to deal with in reality, is going to be affected by money. It's a law of gravity. It comes down to the fact of money. They even say statistically that 90% of all marriages that go through divorce are affected by money. Now, there's another statistic that says 25% of all statistics are made up at the point that they're stated. But all of these individual subjects that I'm going to go through today are realities about money. And it doesn't matter if you're talking about the handling of money, the budgeting of money, or even the abuse of money. Any one of these shows that I've told you in the past in our archives, Mama Knows Best, making good buying or purchasing decisions, it's about money. The Bible states so many people are like, oh my word, if you want to be wealthy, you know, you're evil and all this, and money's the root of all evil and so forth and so on. It's not. Even biblically, it states clearly that the love of money is the root of all evil. So how you handle money, I believe, is just simply a magnifying glass. If you're more wealthy, it's going to be a magnifying glass for the type of person you were when you're poor. It's like when a person drinks alcohol. 
if you drink alcohol and you're a funny guy, you're probably just going to be a much more funny guy. If you're kind of a sad and somber gal and you drink, you're probably going to have it magnified with a serious exaggeration of sadness or somberness. Hey, how about the mean dude? The mean drinking dude was a mean dude before he drank. He just had a magnifying glass with the alcohol really pinpointing in and expanding it. But money is the same thing. Money's not good or bad. It's just a reflection of the individual that's spending it. So let's you and I understand it. And I really want to go down to the basics on this and really start out with me, with my house growing up. I mean, let's face reality. You and I just go over, where do you think Democrats come from? Democrats come from Democrats. If you're born and raised in a Democrat house, 90% chances is you're going to be a Democrat. If you're born and raised in a Republican house, you're probably going to be a Republican. If you grow up a bigot, it's probably because you were raised in a bigot household. If you're a racist, the same thing. It usually comes from your generational transitions and what was handed down to you. If you're an entrepreneur, it most likely came from one of your parents who has an entrepreneurial spirit. The same thing comes with money, good or bad. If you abuse money, there's a pretty good chance that your parents or the individual that raised you abused money. Now, if you're extremely responsible with money and you budget it or you just follow the simple rules of make more and spend less, most likely you got that from your parents. And I'm no different. So don't go anywhere. I'm going to continue to talk about the law of gravity, part one and two. We are now talking about money and budgets and how it affects you right here on the Jay Garvin Show. Get social with me during the break. We're going into segment three right after these important words from our sponsor. And then I looked up at the sun and I could see Oh, the way that gravity pulls on you and me And then I looked up at the sky and saw the sun And the way that gravity pushes on everyone On everyone The Jay Garvin Show Home Mortgage Talk here on KRDO News Radio 105.5 FM and 1240 AM. We're back with our home mortgage Jedi, Jay Garvin. So thanks for staying tuned. I am Jay. You're listening to The Jay Garvin Show. Right here on KRDO News Radio. I'm right down on the studio here on 8th Street. Very, very excited to be talking with you live. What a beautiful Saturday. This last week we had some crazy wind and some crazy rain that came down and flash floods and stuff like that. But we're uh, sticking to the radio subject of today of the law of gravity, money and budgets. And before the break I told you... That most everything in life, whether it's your struggles, whether it's your success, whether it's your job, whether it's your relationship, whether it's your kids, whether it's your friends, 
largely centers around money, sadly enough. A very small percentage of people are actually truly free within the freest country in the world, United States of America. I do have friends and listeners like Jane. She and her husband, for the most part, are financially independent. My father and mother, financially independent. My father retired financially when he was 52. Mike Popovich, Howie Danzig, all financially independent individuals. I've got to see what financial independence looks like, but it's a very small percent of people in this country that are actually financially independent. And the more you question and sit down and study these individuals, it's amazing the habits that they have. An amazing book to read is A Millionaire Next Door. I'm going to talk to you today, later in the show, part two of Dave Ramsey's Total Money Makeover and Financial Peace University that my wife and I graduated from. But first, I want to cover what is your financial upbringing like and what are you blessed or cursed with? See, I grew up in a a household from the Midwest in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, that I just got back from a visit to my mother and siblings. And our household was very straightforward of tenets of hard work, managing your money simply to the point of you spend less than you earn. That's a very, very simple tenant. I looked back through my notes, and uh, my father was the one who managed all of the money. He's the one that did the budget, but I don't know to what degree. I don't know he was an engineer and was a CEO of a Fortune 500 company, but I don't. he never sat down with me and showed me a budget like I'm going to share with you in the second hour. I'm going to share with you actual simple steps of budgeting, and many of you might possibly have never been introduced to this subject of budgeting before. I grew up in a responsible household, and I was not introduced to it. We never had money issues. My parents lived by the simple tenets of you cash spend. The only thing they ever had debt on was our house. And the only one I remember is my parents bought a house in Milwaukee, Brookfield, actually a suburb in 1976, And my dad got a 30-year mortgage, and it was ridiculously expensive, like 12%. You know, it wasn't the highs of Jimmy Carter days that followed in 78 and 79, but it was a high mortgage. And he paid it off in 30 years, never paid it off in advance. It was a $100,000 home, $99,000. And my father followed the rules and paid back more than... $300,000 with all of the interest, but that was the only debt that my family had. And my dad would go into tirades when credit cards were introduced in the 80s. My mother was not a person who was close with her money and budget. I am pretty sure she never balanced a checkbook in her life, and she used to sneak us money, kids, me, my brothers, Jim, John, Grant, get us new shoes. I remember my dad exploding because I spent... $85 on a pair of Timberland walking shoes. And my dad said, what in the earth do you need to spend 85 bucks on a pair of shoes for? And I said, Dad, these shoes will last forever. And uh, he could not understand it. Not at all. Just was foreign to him. He was born in 1936 and grew up in the Depression as a war baby, silent generation. But... 
He and my mother were very, very different. He balanced his checkbook down to the penny, and my mom never balanced ever. My mom, thank God, would give us some reprieve as kids to help us literally get shoes and other toys and other things on the side where my dad was definitely the millionaire next door, exceptionally tight with his money and had millions of it when he passed away. A bit sad because that generation that saves never learned in total how to give, but my parents had the same principle, very basic principles about the law of gravity when it was concerning money. Spend less than you earn. My mother would actually say to me, Jay, if you're ever short on money, go and earn more of it. Now, how is that for a German quote? My mother is a loving and tough German lady that we are not as a family afraid of work and that's why i've never had to worry about money because i'm not afraid of work many people out there you might be afraid of work and basically what that means is that you're lazy and you can't get up and get the job done i've always been an individual that's volunteered and if you have money problems you might want to look at a couple of things now there was never any education ever in my household verbally about money Hey, come over here, Jay. We're going to teach you how to write a check. Hey, Jay, we're going to teach you how to balance your checkbook. Hey, Jay, we're putting together a budget. One down the street doing a budget. Not, not going to do it. Wouldn't be prudent like George Bush. Not going to happen. We didn't do it. But I learned about money because of the saying, your actions speak so loudly I can't hear what you're saying. Both of my parents, my mother to this day is very, very financially responsible. My mom freaks out about purchasing things even though there's millions of dollars in the bank because it's too expensive. They have ingrained beliefs that are conservative about money. And that's why many of us, if you grow up in a household of responsible money spending, you're going to be responsible. Irresponsibility breeds irresponsible behavior. So Think about your upbringing. Seriously, just think about your upbringing. And if you're like Jeff, one of my radio listeners, you know, I know, Jeff, you grew up in a household that had chaotic spending. Just own it. Find out that you do not have the tools. Find out that you're on the edge of the building. And the law of gravity is that when you step off without any money knowledge, you're going to fall and you're going to fall fast. So counter that. Get a tie-in. Get a kite. Get a rope. Get a bungee. Get something tied to you that can change your money habits. So don't go anywhere. I'm going to get in this power segment, specific different things generally that you can apply right now today about how to handle your money responsibly so you can have a future. You're listening to The Jay Garvin Show right here on KRDO News Radio. Back after the break. The Jay Garvin Show Home Mortgage Talk here on KRDO News Radio 105.5 FM and 1240 AM. We're back with our Home Mortgage Jedi, Jay Garvin. With a little spending money. 
Thank you for staying tuned. I am Jay. I am the host of the Jay Garvin Show, Home and Money Talk, Home and Mortgage Talk, right here on Cardio News Radio. Today, I am continuing the conversation with the Law of Gravity, Part 1, Money and Budgets. And very, very simple things I want you to follow. If you spend less than you earn, you're going to solve a majority of your money problems. But in order to spend less than you earn, you actually have to have some type of budget or some type of system that tracks what you spend. John Maxwell stated, and Dave Ramsey was like, I wish I came up with the quote. John Maxwell states, having a budget is simply telling your money what to do instead of your money telling you what to do. Many people have totally irresponsible spending habits and totally irresponsible purchasing habits, and we try to correct it by getting another job, being mad at our boss because we're not being paid enough, we're not being appreciated. All of that comes from a couple very simple things. First and foremost, I'm going to share with you the next hour some of the details of my budget and what I do personally, and what my habits are, and what my family and my wife's habits are. But we didn't learn these things on our own. Our parents, by the grace of God, gave financial responsibility to both me and my wife. But also, in uh, 2012, my wife and I went through and got a certificate of completion for Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University. Personal finance is 80% behavior and only 20% head knowledge by continuing to apply the principles that you learn from reading and listening and researching can permanently change your life. It's up to you and your walk with financial peace. That's what our instructors, Keith and Arlie Watson at Rock Family Church taught us, a very important lesson. And Dave Ramsey, when I was on vacation driving around Wisconsin, my wife and I listened again. Well, I listened. I don't know how much she listened, but she is a very astute listener. Listened one more time to Dave Ramsey's Total Money Makeover. Now, there's other individuals other than Dave Ramsey. John Maxwell is another gentleman that teaches on leadership, but also, like the law of gravity, it is connected to money. Clark Howard, right here at KRDO, does great talks about money. There are endless books in the world about money and about budgeting. There's even this right here, your and my relationship about radio. And that's why I tell you to call me on a mortgage at 330-1457. If you have a question about mortgage, please call me. 90% of all mortgage bankers and brokers are order takers. So whatever you ask to have ordered, they're going to give you. And if you're not good with your financial diet or maybe your food diet and you're ordering a lot of junk food and crap, they're going to serve it up to you exactly how you want it. And if you think you're all that in a bag of chips and you just call someone up and want to do a refinance and think you have all the answers, 90% of the individuals are just going to very gladly take your order and take your money, regardless of giving you an opinion, any education, or options on the issue. That's why I'm so passionate about this issue. That's why I'm so passionate about you and the show, because I don't know everything, but I know that I can give you options. 
for free. And when I was exiting the military, a lot of the senior individuals, especially if you're close to the end of your career, came to the reality that, oh, my word, now that we're at the end of our career, the only thing that we have to give is wisdom and knowledge and experience. Many times we get a plaque and a gold watch, but all we want is people to ask us our advice. And that's what I have done with a lot of very wealthy individuals. And that's what you can do for me. So here's the first nugget of knowledge if you can't spend any more time with me in the next hour, right here in the power segment. Follow the seven steps of Dave Ramsey, an amazing book, The Total Money Makeover, an amazing series of Financial Peace University. But in The Total Money Makeover, there is seven steps that you can get your financial house in order. First of all, create a $1,000 emergency fund in reserve. Your credit card is not an emergency fund. A new loan, a line of equity on your house is not an emergency fund. And 90% of Americans that I talk to, 9 in 10, fall off their spending disciplined habits because of an emergency. So grab a $1,000 emergency fund. Dave Ramsey tells you that. Then number two, eliminate your debt and use a snowball method meaning pay the smallest debt first and then go from there from smallest to largest to get rid of them. Tighten down your belt financially. And then step number three is finish your emergency reserve fund, which is three to six months of your monthly budget in your household. Now, depending on whether you're commissioned or not, depending on how stable your income is, how stable your health is, you will determine whether you get a three- or six-month reserve. I'm telling you, get a six-month reserve of your budget. If your budget is $4,000 a month to pay all your bills, then you want to have a $24,000 budget, period. Now, number four is take 15% of your earnings, regardless of what you have to cut in your spending, to put aside for your own retirement off of your gross pay. Number five, think about getting a college fund for your children. Number six, pay off your mortgage. Now, if you're renting, step number six is where you would say save or use your savings to purchase a home. And then lastly, step number seven is build wealth like crazy so you can really truly live the American dream. And there's only three things that you can do with your money. You can spend it and have fun with it. You can invest it or you can give it away. So building wealth like crazy is not that difficult. But I'm going to say the list one more time and then I'm going to go to break. Build an emergency fund as fast as possible of $1,000 to avoid emergency. Number two, eliminate all of the debt in your life with the exception of an appreciating secured mortgage on your home. Number three, Finish building an emergency reserve fund of three to six months of your monthly spending. Number five, start to put aside 15% toward your retirement fund as soon as you accomplish step three. Step five, start building a college fund for your children so they can have education and options. Number six, pay off your home mortgage. And number seven, build wealth like crazy. So... Those are the tips of the first hour. I'm going to get into the details of budgeting next hour. Don't go anywhere. And as I tell you at the end, 
of every show. Go grow and prosper. Tell someone you know that you love them. Pray to God that you would find your passion and your purpose in life because that's what I've found in you, the radio listener. And do not forget to reach out to me socially, radiomortgage.com. Sign up for my seminars, and most of all, just reach out to me at 330-1457. That's 330-1457. I'm Jay Garvins, and we will be back after the break. The preceding program is a paid program on KRDO News Radio. The opinions and views expressed don't necessarily represent the views and opinions of the staff and management of KRDO News Radio, 105.5 FM and 1240 AM.